to me, project management is really about expanding it outside of the deliverables and the the tactical stuff of the project and expanding out to literally all of the parties that are involved is managing their expectations. You've got a lot of projects on your plate. Projects for clients and projects for your own business. There's always more stuff to do. That's the nature of running a business. But when we talk about project management, we're usually talking about managing an individual project or a few individual projects. But in a service business, project management isn't just project management, it's really client management. Outside of the scope of an individual project or service, there are a bunch of interactions and tasks that need to be handled. Like sending a contract before you start working together, or bringing clients on board and introducing them to your team, or following up with them for a testimonial after your project is complete. For a service business, every single task and touch point from the initial contact to the final payment should be considered part of the project that needs to be managed. I'm Susan Bowles, and you're listening to Break the Ceiling, the show where we break down unconventional strategies you can use to save time, boost your profit, and increase your operational capacity. The rest of this month, we'll be nerding out a little bit about project management, the tools, the team members, and today, the scope. When it comes to managing projects in a client-focused business, you really need to think about the whole client process beginning to end as a part of your project. If you only think about the specific tasks for how you'll deliver a service, you're missing opportunities for efficiency in your workflow and the opportunity to really delight your customers. My guest today is a master at delighting her customers. You might remember Haley Thomas from episode 12, when she came on the show to talk about her work treat intensives. Haley is a business coach for online entrepreneurs and one of my very favorite friends to nerd out about project management with. Haley comes to each of her clients with a deep appreciation for who they are as individuals. So she's really building in personalized, white glove kinds of services. With Haley, client experience is built into every touch point. So when I was thinking about this episode, she was absolutely the person I wanted to chat about it with. Hey, Haley, thanks so much for coming back to the show. I'm really excited to chat with you about this today. Hey, I'm so glad to be back on. We always have such a great time uh, chatting, so I'm excited. Yay! So in a service business, project management isn't really just project management. It's really more client management. And you have to manage the whole client experience kind of Mm -hmm. end to end. So how does that kind of concept play out in your business? Yeah, so first of all, I completely agree, right? In my mind, when I say project management, what I mean is like managing client and project expectations. That's how I, you know, that's like the word switch out that goes on in my mind. And um, I think it starts, like you said, from the moment you meet someone and have a you know, a, a, a first interview or do like a kickoff, not even a kickoff, like when you're even just beginning to say, okay, like a sales call, basically, are we going to start working together or not? Like that's when it starts at the very beginning. And the whole process is about managing that client's expectations of what they're getting, of what the project actually is. And I don't, I'm not sure why, I think you and I are similar in that, you know, we can see that kind of for what it is. 
But I think some people really struggle with, you know, well, I set expectations that one time in the beginning, why do I have to continue to do this for the rest of the project? <laughs> and, and I mean, the answer is like, that's what it is. That's what project management is. All those tools, Trello and, and um, Basecamp and um, I can't even think GitFlow and all these projects, like the, their whole goal is to manage the expectations of everyone who is involved in the project. That's what it is. And so it's, to me, project management is really about expanding it outside of the deliverables and the, you know, the tactical stuff of the project and expanding out to literally all of the parties that are involved is managing their expectations. I love that. And yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that there's something really powerful about having a very clear process and a very, very clearly communicated expectations about timeline and about how the process is going to happen and providing information up front. You know, if clients mm -hmm. need training, like that can all be a real competitive advantage. When you're talking about the client experience, there's a, re it's really powerful to be able to present that kind of expertise because mm -hmm. I think you kind of only end up with that sort of process when you've done it a lot of times. But when you're very right. clear about what's going to happen as part of managing the client expectations, you actually can come off as more of an expert. And also, like I, I know, I'm sure you've probably been in the same position. Like if you are in a field, particularly like creatives are pretty bad for this. <laughs> um, like deadlines or right. what does this project look like? Like if you are in a field where that's not the industry standard, mm -hmm. like you and I are in field, like we manage projects, like people right. expect to come to us and have a clear process. Um, so it's probably not as much of an advantage for our kinds of businesses because of <laughs> the nature of what we do. People sure. expect us to kind of have our have our process together. Um, but in a creative industry where that's not kind of the norm, that's not the expectation, I think it can be a real competitive advantage to yeah. having a clear process and knowing that that you're going to meet the deadlines and meet the expectations that you say because you set expectations up front, which is unusual. It's, yeah. And I so I think to your point, yes, particularly in industries or um, industries where that is less common, it is really a competitive advantage. And I think in the beginning, some creatives or entrepreneurs that have to do the project management piece so like if you're a designer or you're building out a website like if that's not necessarily your strong suit like it it just is so much better for everyone involved and it like you said gives you that leg up so even if you don't fully know like if you're newer to the craft or newer to starting your own business even if you don't know what the outcomes are like the things that you can actually control anyway are the deadlines are you know, who's supposed to be completing what are like, it just makes for such a better product at the end of the project and the client to have so much better of an experience with you, regardless of like what it is you're actually <laughs> building out. Yes, absolutely. So when you are working with a client, how do you approach kind of making sure that you're approaching the client experience holistically building that into your service? What does like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So I think it comes back to um, I'm going to I'm going to go kind of like high level a little bit and then and drill in. I promise it'll make sense. But <laughs> I go back to like I start with my brand and by that I just mean like what experience do I want people to have with me? Like what is it that I want them to feel? And for me, the hospitality is a big piece of it. Like uh, clarity is a big piece of it. 
And there's this combo of fun and I don't know what to call it, but like get down to businessness, like seriousness. Like there's yep. a, a back and forth t- tension with me between like, this is going to be really fun, but like we're about to get some shit done. Like those are going to work <laughs> hand in hand together. So that's the experience that I know I want people to have with me. They w- I want them to be cared for well and then enjoy the work we do together, but actually have some results. So from that, um, I boil it down to like, what does this process need to look like. So the first thing I did was build out, um, we've talked about, um, I do intensives or work treats. We've talked about when I was on the show last time, but the beginning of that process, when someone comes to me and says, Hey, I think I might want to try a worksheet or a work treat is very much about really uncovering what results they want, really uncovering like where they are going to begin and what they want this to look like at the end, like having very, very clear like words around that or even numbers around that, which I think is super helpful. Um, and it requires some digging. So that's mildly uncomfortable for people. But that's <laughs> like, that's how you know whether or not you're hitting that mark. So that's kind of the beginning. Um, and it is a little intense. But um, I like to then interject it or follow up the next communication with me with something fun and like delightful. So I can kind of play those in. And so I send gifts in the mail and... Um, gift cards and like fun things in the mail to the people I work with. So it's that. And then, you know, when they come to to me to do a work treat or I go to them to do a work treat, like there's always flowers, um, but there's always, you know, a whiteboard and Sharpies that work really well and extra paper and notebooks and extra like. So basically everything about the experience ends up being pulled from my my brand and how I want people to feel. And then the project management piece, again, I am tool agnostic, meaning like, I don't really care what project management I tool <laughs> use, which is like, I'm sure some sort of sin for a project manager, but whatever. Um, no, I, what's funny is I actually think most project managers are like, yeah, it all works the same way. I don't really care. It like, does. Everybody has a, a preference. I think right. like everybody's got a natural, if I were picking, this is the one I would pick. Mm-hmm. But they all work so similarly that I think exactly. if you are a project management management person, you can figure it out. Yeah. And so like that's whatever experience I want someone to have, that is what I drop into a project management tool. And so I kind of work from that kind of high pie in the sky, like kind of high level and then work it down to, okay, what do those details need to look like? And then that way, when I see it in a tool, I know how to outline like I can see in like okay well this is very serious this is taking care of them this is fun so that's helpful let's make sure we have these pieces in place and then when it comes to the actual work product itself so that's you know the client experience when it comes to the work product itself like that just nestles right in there and I can see you know does this fit with how I want them to experience me does this fit with you know getting to their actual results so it's less about like picking a tool and then putting deadlines in and um, then going backwards. Like I go the other direction, actually, when I'm building out a project. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So are there any particular like client touch points that you've found um, in your projects that are kind of more important or more impactful than others? Like, are there some key points that you would never, ever take out of your process because they're so useful? So... One that I, so in the beginning when I started doing project management work, I would, I would like back off of this piece because I felt like uncomfortable or a little awkward with it, but like the postmortem. So like after a project is over Mm. doing a, what worked, what didn't work, what could we do better next time? And I think that was just personally for me, if a project didn't go like perfectly, I was very much like, 
if I bring up like what they didn't like, then they're going to they say that they hate that. me and they'll remember that. <laughs> but I also think like that's if my job as a project manager is to leave a client better than when I met them, then like you you have to do that. <laughs> like You have to help them think through those things. Um, and I think, again, they are better off for it. You are better off practitioner or whatever your craft is for it. Um, and like both parties get better. So that's one thing that I it's kind of like if I feel like the project went well, then it's easy to be like, yep, we're doing a postmortem. And now I just, like I said, build it in. So that's the expectation from the jump. And I can't like <laughs> back out you of it. Avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. that part of having a really clear process. Is you're like, yeah. I don't want to do this, but it's but there I on the checklist. To. So I will. <laughs> exactly. And so it keeps, I mean, that's again, I think project management is such a beautiful thing because it really like keeps emotion out of things if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. it keeps you from you know having whatever feelings you're having well you've already set this expectation with your client and with yourself so you're going to do that thing next um the other thing that i think is super important that i don't think a lot of people do really well um and i kind of alluded to in the beginning was having a really really strong kickoff like a Mm -hmm. very very strong kickoff and asking more questions than you think is (laughs) is necessary because like that's that's a the beginning and you just uncover so many things. So like even I've had sales calls where we thought we were building X, Y, and Z. And then we go to do kickoff and I'm talking to, you know, the one developer who's going to be on the team, even in, in very small teams or large teams, we actually get to talking about, okay, we're kicking off this project and here are the 20 questions that I'm asking. Then the project morphs and becomes something different. And so without a really strong kickoff, like you're build it, you're going to build the wrong thing or you're going to be approaching this in a way that the client didn't like maybe they didn't feel comfortable telling you or they were confused in their own mind about what this project needed to be so in my kickoff I ask questions and I I hopefully maybe I can pull up my sheet but um because I've got a template for myself and it's everything from like okay what is this supposed to solve to what else have you tried to solve this so we know like what's probably not going to work yeah to you know when are you available and who on the team is available via slack email or calls are best what do you expect from me in terms of you know weekly communication do you want an email or a call i need logins for everything that's the worst part it's the worst (laughs) part but i make people do it with me on the phone because later they will not do it they won't do it (laughs) they won't do it and so it's just having that really strong kickoff too is so and I and I can tell there's like a point like probably 45 minutes in when when my clients can be like are we done yet like how many more questions do you have (laughs) but I'm like unless you want to have this conversation with me again next week and then another 30 minute one again the following week because I didn't get what I needed like let's just let's just do it and yeah I have a very similar process with kind of my intro Mm -hmm. project where it's yeah, you fill out a really long questionnaire and you give me access to the stuff that I need access to. And then we get on a call and I spend two hours asking you mm-hmm. more questions. More questions. <laughs> and asking you difficult questions like why? why? Like, yeah. why are you doing that? Which I always find to be the most difficult question for people yes. to answer. Um, and so fascinating. Like, it's yes. so fascinating because I think, too, that's when you can... Again, this is another touch point to manage that person's expectations because if you are if you are um, like Susan, you did a lot of software implementation in the past, and you're again you're a CFO, right? So like you deal with people's mm-hmm. money all the time. Yeah. So you, especially with money, like I think people give really interesting answers for why they're trying a project 
because maybe they think it's going to be like the silver bullet that's going to fix everything. And so that's a really good time to reset expectations before you get to the end of the project. And they're like, it didn't do what I thought it was going to do. Well, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to it wasn't like, magically that fix you everything. didn't say that you wanted that <laughs> yeah I, I have found that was like one question that i added um probably in an, a later iteration of like my onboarding was like what does what does success for this project look like for you mm-hmm. um that i found was so useful for giving me a good handle on what what are they expecting so that i am better equipped to meet the expectations mm-hmm. or to level set and be like hey um that's not gonna happen (laughs) that's not what this thing is gonna do (laughs) or that might happen in a year like that's gonna take us a year to get there which i think um i think early on in my you know client working with clients and project management like i felt horrible having to say to a client like your expectations are unrealistic (laughs) or like (laughs) this is going to happen we're going to work on this project and you're not going to see returns on it for six months because it takes that long to like let this you know if it's a marketing piece that i you know i did a lot of marketing projects early on like that that's just how long it's going to take us to get results and to really like test this very very thoroughly and see how it goes and so that was hard and so i just like wouldn't say it (laughs) um but like that's again the thing the great thing about having a process for managing projects is that like it's you can build in like this is the point in which i tell the client whether or not expectations are you know that we can meet them or whatever like you can build it in so it's not on you to decide right it's already written into the project plan so you just follow the plan yes Mm -hmm. and there's two and i should i guess i should clarify when i'm talking about um, project plans, there's two projects in my mind when I'm working with a client. One is my own internal project for them. So I have a whole, like they don't see the checklist of like, did I send them a cute gift? Did they get, like they don't see that that, uh, checklist. And then there's a separate project plan for like the work itself, the the product, work product. Yes, and so um, for my list on there would be like, our expectations are correct, our expectations set well, question mark you know send them an email either way or make sure this comes up in this conversation either way and i just can follow my little list yeah i love that so um when you are working with a client are there how do you approach that work are there certain phases that you break into kind of mini projects do you have phases how are you approaching kind of managing all those little different aspects of client management so I break the phases into three parts for me. Um, one is like kind of a big fat phase I call initiation. Well, okay, so there's really five phases, but <laughs> that's a project manager spoken at their, at their truest. Um, but there's like an initiation piece, which is like around the sales conversation. There's kickoff, which is exactly what it sounds like, kickoff. And then there's this whole middle section. Um, that's kind of two sections, but the middle section is like managing expectations during the project and then just like managing the project itself so deadlines and budgets and money and all those things Um, and then there's like the end or the closing of a project and so each of them has a different um, goal you know or each of them has a different like this is where I'm putting my focus and I think what's interesting now that I'm saying this out loud is that while whatever we're building is obviously important and what they're paying me for like i spend a lot of time on the front end and on the back end managing the client like that's like Mm -hmm. the main the main thing for me um and i don't i don't 
I mean, we can have a whole psychological I mean, I think discussion that's true about it. But, for yeah. all, like, if you work with clients, that's probably true. <laughs> like, yeah. there's just, there's so much communication that needs to go around what they're doing. And depending on what kind of work you do, there's a whole bunch of, like, mindset mm -hmm. stuff that goes along with that. You know, for you, you're looking at people who are, like, trying to do some big project like they're trying mm -hmm. to actually do something that's going to level up their business or require um some sort of shift and likewise for me you know i'm working with mm -hmm. clients that are at a growth inflection point and we have to we have to get through that and we have to get through and overcome any like money mindset stuff that might come up and i'm sure you have yeah similar pieces where i think a lot of people that work with clients you know at some point their whatever their hangups are are going to come into play and yeah part of managing the project is managing those hurdles with them yeah let's let's talk about that for a minute because i think that's a thing that doesn't get talked about a lot in project management and that is like the coaching of the client mm -hmm. right like that's the other thing you're setting expectations with the client so they know truly what to expect at each phase and then you know when you're finished working together what they'll be left with but part of your job is to coach a client through that process so like when you're in the sales phase you know and having these beginning conversations like some of that is coaching them on their own belief in themselves to be this new person right so if they're mm -hmm. doing these projects it's with the expectation that it's going to level up their business and level up them as a ceo and so like your job is to help them really believe in that new vision of themselves so that they can yeah, invest like with you yeah they can invest with you and like you know do the work that's required to get there because it's not super fun to like have these, <laughs> some of these projects just aren't that fun let's be it's honest so fun to come up with a project though <laughs> yeah oh gosh it's so fun um and like having like being able to coach them through that and in, in the beginning phases and in initiation and in kickoff like that really is going to help you help them stick with it in the middle phase when it's like, well, this is stupid and I don't want to do this anymore. Um, which they, they, I don't, people don't ever say that. They just are suddenly quote unquote, very busy. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. To work on your thing. This was very important to me until it's until hard, it, hard. and boring. Mm -hmm. So like being very good at the coaching aspect is super important. And then the same thing is like when you bring on if you're working with somebody that has a team, right? Like you're one of your jobs is to get buy-in from these other people who are who have a regular full-time job with this company, but like now you're asking for their time and asking for their resources to build this new thing that may or may not directly impact them. So part of your job is to like coach them through like what does this mean? What is this going to mean for your role? You know, what how can I make this easy for you? Getting them excited about that vision too is just it's part of the job. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think that part of like, I think that's something that's there for project managers, you know, people where that's, right. that's their core, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. um, because especially for like software consulting projects, like that's a huge, that whole change management piece is oh, baby. so critical to, to the success of the project, more so probably than the technical details of like how you're setting this up, like mm -hmm. getting people to buy in on the fact that this thing is going to help them and not be just another pain in the ass thing that they got to switch to and learn. And um, like, that's such a huge piece of it. But I think for a lot of folks who may not necessarily be like, project manager 
or operations manager type people, I think that's a piece that gets missed so frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, And the communication that is involved in that is um, just such a critical piece of the success of any like big project. Yeah. And to me, that's like, first of all, just shout out to all customer service developers, (laughs) just all the teams that when the CEO walks in with me or, you know, we get on a call with me and they're just like, what in the actual hell are we doing here? (laughs) I'm so sorry. I love you. Everybody's great. But yeah, like that's, that's, that is going to make or break how this project goes, to be honest, like whether or not people are really bought in and can stay bought in, like that's what's going to make this go or not truly no i i wholeheartedly agree with you (laughs) especially like the bigger the project the more critical that piece is Mm -hmm. and i think too like that's that's so even if project management isn't your main thing i think just super practically after calls um i make it a point or you know either right when a call is ending and maybe it's me and somebody who isn't the main person on the project so like if it's ceo um the ceo like a tech person and a customer service person and i bring those two in those two parts in because those are the people who are usually most <laughs> affected by right? stuff that i'm changing <laughs> like before like i just ch- chat with them like literally ask how they are ask what they're working on ask what they're excited about and i am a very like i use humor a lot to like deflect and kind of help massage conversations and so yes. i'm like kind of make a lot of jokes about like yeah listen it's okay if you hate me I'll send you donuts every week for the next six weeks but how can we make this work like you know what I mean so like being kind and gracious and just making trying to make it fun and and I guess find ways to bring to the light to these people that like yes I understand that this is costing you time and resources but it is so worth it and I'm so grateful for your help like that goes a really long way Yeah. And I also, um, as you were talking about that, thought about being also very respectful of those people's time. The fact that they do have full-time jobs and that they have to take time out to participate in this project or to help give you information that you need Mm -hmm. or produce assets or whatever it is. Um, By having a really clear process and being very clear with them about like, here's what I need you to do. And here's, you know, here's your piece of the pie, I think is part of that being kind and gracious Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. where process can again be be so powerful. Having having a clear, straightforward, whatever it is that you're doing um, is is part of that, I think. Yeah, because you can ask... I mean, we've all had people request things of us, right, that are like, well, I kind of need this thing and I'm not sure when I need it by and, oh, I also need this additional thing. Like, that's annoying. That's super Mm -hmm. annoying for someone to ask of you. And so don't go to anybody like that. Like, be very clear about what you need. And like you said, Susan, like, this is what I need from you. Here's your piece of the pie. This is exactly what it is. You know, help me help you with that. Yes. I love that. Help me help you. Help me help you. (laughs) Um, so we talked a little earlier this year about your work treats in episode 12, mm-hmm. and you were kind of in the early stages of those. Um, can you talk me through a little bit about what that process looks for like for you, like on your end? Um, oh, yeah. What does that, what does that look like? Oh, goodness. Okay. So <laughs> and don't be afraid to get super nitty gritty. You know, yes. I love that stuff. Okay. Um, so basically, when someone says they want to have a work treat, the first thing we do is a sales call. And it's basically on the call, my job is to, like, 
my job is to get them to a decision. So on the call, I don't want it to end and then be like, well, I'm still not sure. It's either yes, you need this right now or no, you do not need this right now. And we'll just keep in touch until you do. So that's like the first conversation. And it's a lot of the why and what for and what purpose does this serve in your business and all that stuff. So that's the first conversation. I always follow up with an email just to like, hey, you're great. Um, <laughs> there's a, That's a lot of like <laughs> the communication for me is just like, I want you to know that you're fantastic. Just a heads up. Um, so from then, if they decide to do one, I need at least three weeks, at least two and a half weeks, but, it, you know, three to four weeks is ideal. Um, and we do during that time for the client, what they will see is a few um, like we'll have a few coaching calls and a few very like technical, you know, what are you building? What do you want to get out of it? Here's the initial schedule. So I've got a template that, which I guess I could just, I can share with you if that's useful with your audience. I have a download because it's called like, what the heck is a work treat? And um, (laughs) there's in there is a template of like what this might look like, right? So like if you come in at this time, we'll work on this section first and that section second, and then we'll have lunch and then we'll do this. So it's very like already blocked out. And at that point, beginning point, we're really just seeing um, what is priority and how might we block that out and who do we need to like get in and get it done. So the first two or three conversations are really really blocking out details on the back end what i'm doing is finding out like what do they like to do and what kind of food do they like to eat are they vegan like um i've been wanting to host more work treats here in my hometown so like i'm booking their flights i'm um finding them you know the hotel that they're going to stay at like i'm making sure my favorite restaurants have openings for us i'm making sure like just basically that this experience is going to be a really incredible experience for them. So it's very like custom in that way. So I kind of do some, you know, nerdy online profile from finding out like what kind of sports teams do they like and do they drink beer and all like all this kind of stuff, which I, I enjoy quite a bit. So anyway, so those two things are happening simultaneously. And then we get to the work treat. They come in. Um, I pick them up and we basically go like get to work. So they come and I already have our um, like co-working space set up. And again, I have a checklist for that surprise. <laughs> but it's, you know, we have a whiteboard. We have lots of extra notebooks. We have um, I've got these giant posted notes that are like three feet by three feet. So we can literally just be like posting things everywhere. Like it is the space is ready for collaboration Mm -hmm. and then we literally like dive in so i have a work treat facilitator as i call her shout out to mel my facilitator (laughs) but she's with me and like her whole job is to keep time to make sure we're wrapping up each section to say like hey it's time for a stretch break (laughs) like (laughs) it's almost time for our lunch registration so we need to head out the door like she takes notes um, and drops them in oh that's the other thing so i use um notion quite a bit Mm -hmm. and Notion, GitFlow, uh, gosh, what else do I use? Google Docs, honestly. <laughs> um, like whatever we've decided to use with that client. Again, beforehand, Mel and I will have like blocked everything out. So it's literally like you come and it's plug and play. And so she's like taking notes while we're going. So so that's so we do that and like eat and hang out and go for walks and probably go bowling or something fun um, for three days. <laughs> and then... Um, when we, the follow-up is super important. So for me at that point, I'm like exhausted because it's been three days of very intense work. Um, But right after we try to send a follow-up communication saying, you know, we got this far in each of these projects that you brought, uh, because sometimes it's a series of small projects, sometimes it's a large project. 
but we got this far. Here are the next steps for each of them. This is when we're meeting next. You know, mm-hmm. what questions do you have for me at this point? So that's just an, a written, like an email communication. And then there's like, it usually happens over six weeks, but like three to four calls that are follow up and implementation and just helping them to do to like, are to you, do are you doing thing. these things? Yeah. And if you're not, let's talk about troubleshooting. So those calls feel more like coaching calls than maybe necessarily before it was very like tactical and you know, how are here's, we going to do Here's this? how we're going to do this thing. Yeah. And the, those calls are like, okay, so if you're not doing them, what do we need to fix? Does this still make sense in your business? Has anything changed in your business? So sorry if that was a very long answer. No, <laughs> I love question. that. I think that but was it's really so, good. So blocked out at this point that like that's and I think that's what makes it valuable is that you literally can just like plug your stuff in and we do all of the things. <laughs> yeah. So on your end, you have checklists that you're using for basically every part of this process. Yes, is that? E- yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you've you've kind of templatized everything and it's you're filling in their specific project or their specific idea. Mm-hmm. Um and then at the end, is there a deliverable? Like, are you delivering something to them? Yeah. Are you putting that in there? Like, does it go in their project management software? Like, what does it yeah. look like for them to figure out what to execute next? So typically, we're working within whatever tool they already have set up. So when I go to, like, drop in my, like, the schedule or, like, where the actual tasks are going to live... Like I said, I typically use Notion and like a mix of Notion, Google Docs, and like Flow. But they, if they have their own thing, then we'll just work out of their tools. Their tool. But every, yeah, but all of the actual work product lives within their stuff as is. So when we finish each and every section, like during the actual work treat, the last question is okay, we finished here. Let's just literally takes 30 seconds, recap what we just worked on. What are the next one, two, three steps? And that gets written down in that section on the calendar. I wish I could, mm. I could show you like um, <laughs> what it looks like on the like calendar and, and notion. And it literally is we worked on blah, 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 blah. The next steps are call this person, set this meeting up with the developer and do one, two, three. So, so basically they end up having that ready in terms of like what we're doing is is the actual work on it so sometimes when people come so for i'll give you an example someone did a work treat uh in january of 2020 this year and they wanted to roll out this new offering and so one of the sessions was just strategy like we were just like a lot of talking a lot of whiteboarding and what we ended up with as a deliverable was like a one pager so like well, how would you explain this to someone if you wanted to hand this off or go sell this right now? This is the one pager you would give them. So that was like the deliverable and it was done. The next steps are really about like selling it. Like, okay, let's identify three people you can go talk to right now. You're going to write two LinkedIn posts about it and something else. I forgot what that third thing was. So that one was was smaller and kind of contained, I guess. There are other pieces that people will bring that um, are a larger part Uh, of a project so another person wanted to do a like special giveaway for this um uh for an offering that they had and so we actually had like two or three sections that were about that sessions and one one of our outcomes was a bunch of copy like new website copy a a sales Mm -hmm. page copy for for that another outcome was um the actual connecting of whatever giveaway tool they were using like make sure Instagram is set up with their email 
you know, they're with the landing page and then uh, making sure the landing page was connected with their email provider and that the proper tags were set up. So that was very much like we were all sitting there quietly, just like clicking around and <laughs> asking <laughs> doing questions. Doing the thing. You're just doing the thing. Yeah. So so then the outcome of that when we were done was like, OK, this is all set up. Or I think we were missing. I think she needed to, to run the giveaway guidelines by the lawyer, by her lawyer. And so like that was her next steps was to just make sure this was right. And then she's got a favorite copywriter she likes to work with. So pass this to your copywriter now to massage and make sound more like you. So the deliverables are really like this is about massive progress on whatever it is that you bring to us. And my mm. background is uh, varied <laughs> and very like it's operations, it's a little bit of marketing, but I'm I'm really good at like executing. So whoever I need to bring in or to call or we need to talk to beforehand, like we're going to do those things. And then like when it's when you get here, it's time to like work like we're doing the work. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So what else haven't we talked about that you think that we should about mm. client management or project management? I love it when you ask that question. Um, <laughs> I know it's so hard, right? Where you're like, all of the things. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, we talked about the role that this plays in people who are project managers or operations type folks, businesses, and then people who aren't. We talked a little bit about that. Um, I guess I just want to drive home the point that project management can feel really like a lot. Like it can feel like so much to take in at once and like well I need to go set up an onboarding process and that's it and do all of this and like it really doesn't have to be like you don't need to go get certified in project management right now <laughs> like you it really doesn't have to be I guess I would suggest for the for the you know person who's listening to this that's like this is something that I know is going to help support me and support my business and support my clients which that's what it's supposed to be it's right. job of project management is just <laughs> to support everyone in, in what they need then my suggestion would be just to like map out what your process is now as is and then just pick like one or two things to adjust and then just kind of keep making slow adjustments like this the plan I have for work treats and for my client interactions has been built over the last two and a half years so it's not like well I did offer project management services early on (laughs) but like even then like I look back at that two and a half years ago and like oh that was ugly like that was yeah absolutely. you know not clean and pretty and nice and whatever so like be fine with it being messy and the only way to really build this out is to just to start do it. doing it yeah yeah my process my in terms of like project management and client delivery process has definitely evolved like that you know at the mm-hmm. beginning it was just like here's a few things here's a standard <laughs> like onboarding email yeah um and then the next piece was like okay here's a standard onboarding email and the client folders (laughs) um and it was just like one little piece and you know when i had an hour i had a half hour that task would be there to like go clean up this next piece or if i had a particular client where i ran into an issue like there's always you know you fix one issue where you're like okay this happened, that wasn't good. When you're <laughs> right. doing, like when you're doing your, you know, hot washes afterwards, you're like, that did not work well. What can mm-hmm. I put in place so that that, that thing doesn't happen again? Mm-hmm. Um, and you do, and you put something in place so that that specific situation doesn't happen again. You add another clause to your contract or you're more explicit in your onboarding documentation or whatever it is. Um, you add another piece to the process, but then something else pops up, you know? Yeah. 
you fixed that that one thing but the next thing will happen and yeah and i think that's just the point is that this is like ever evolving and you're ever growing in your project management efforts but i but i this is so important to me because i truly think it creates a better experience for your client it makes you a better practitioner and it makes your work product that much better like i truly believe that it makes all three of those pieces so much better um i did want to share one story about how really bad my <laughs> my project <laughs> management was in the beginning so like yes even in the beginning i had this like I love hospitality. Like, I want people to have a great time. So let me build this in. But I was so nervous about adding that part because I think I thought people really just expected me to like, you're a project manager. So it's very drill sergeant and very like, you know, kind of what it looked like in corporate was very buttoned up. And so I, was just, I felt so uncomfortable with adding my own flavor to project management and to client management mm. that the first gift I sent <laughs> was... Um, it was I had a client who was local with me and so what I did was like put these like gift cards in this box and this cute note and then I just the box was like in this unmarked brown box and I just like brought it to their office and just the first person I saw I was like give this to the CEO and like their name wasn't on it there like there wasn't any like thing from me on it like my name wasn't on it and then like two days later the ceo was like oh i found this thing on my desk did you give this to us <laughs> i was like oh yeah i guess i did and it was it was so awkward oh god it was so awkward but it just i was so uncomfortable with making the process my own and like owning that this is what this meant to me and gosh it was super awkward and bad and they were like thank you how long has this been sitting on my desk like who dropped it there could have been a bomb threat they didn't know like <laughs> like why did I do that so anyway that's just for fun and for chuckles like it's not no, gonna be I pretty love that because it's but, like yeah. at the core of it it's like all it even at the beginning you were trying to be you right but when you are doing something that's out of the box or unconventional um you like it takes some time I think to be comfortable with accepting that you're just going to be different and that it's mm -hmm. not bad that it's actually like the best thing about you is that right you are weird in this specific way like that's the coolest thing about working with you but at the beginning it can be so hard to just give yourself permission to kind of step draw outside the lines a little bit there yeah it was and the funny thing is is I'm I'm like very good friends with this guy and his wife now and it's a thing we talk about still <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. But yeah, that's um, project management's great. And everyone should spend time. I really do think everyone should spend time figuring out how to incorporate more of it into the business so that it supports them and their businesses more. Oh, I love that. So where can our listeners find you if they want to connect or learn more about you? Yes, you can always find me on LinkedIn. That's where I hang out. I'm Haley Thomas. And the other thing I'm excited about that is probably people are more excited about than being on LinkedIn <laughs> is uh, I'm rebranding my podcast and relaunching it. I have an episode with you, Susan. Yeah, it's you super guys should great. totally listen because it, yeah. you have very cool people on your podcast. <laughs> very cool people on my show, but I'm rebranding it um, to be called uh, one year from now. So it's a bunch of conversations with entrepreneurs about what they are anticipating for their work and what they're excited about for their work and their lives a year from now. I've got some fun like uh, coaching. I'm calling them tiny transformations as one of the segments of just stuff entrepreneurs should be thinking about and need to kind of shift within themselves to continue to make progress in their journey to accomplishing what they want for themselves a year from now. So, Oh, I love that. 
Mm-hmm. I and I'm I am so excited to listen to the new version of the show too. Yay! And I'm so everybody so glad go listen to on. it because go if you like me, it. you're gonna like Haley. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are kindred spirits, so Absolutely. it's just an extension of the show. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here today, and uh, I just really appreciate. I always love it when you're on the show. Thank you. I had so much fun. Thank you so much, Susan. There are so many opportunities to create joy in the client experience. And what you do with that in your own business is really only limited by your imagination. There's no right or wrong answers here. But whatever you decide to do, build it into your process. Make it part of how you deliver each service. Consider it part of your management of that project. Haley and her work treats are a perfect example of that. She considers the emotional burden of what the client will be going through during such an intensive project and builds in rest time, relaxation time, pampering time into her project, even though that's not technically the service she's delivering. But she's thinking about the whole client experience and how she can truly deliver what her client needs and build that into her service and her project management. So how can you take that idea and apply it in your own business? Well, hopefully this conversation with Haley helps you start thinking about what parts of your client experience are currently missing from your own project management process. And if you're thinking about how to make your business model resilient, efficient, and financially stable right now, you are not alone. Up until a few weeks ago, the conversations I had about examining your money and smoothing out your operating systems were all about growth. My clients and I looked at how they could set themselves up for success as they onboarded more clients and watched their bank accounts grow. But now I'm having a lot more conversations about stability. Business owners like you are asking how to weather uncertainty while setting the stage for sustainable growth over time. The good news? The work is the same. The work you've been doing or thinking about doing to prepare your business for growth is the same work you need to do to shore up your foundations when things are tight. I'd love to help you run a leaner, more efficient, more resilient business that allows you to save money while maintaining profitability. In just one week, I'll create your custom action plan for navigating uncertainty beyond that financial padding you keep in the bank. I'll share my recommendations for your finances, people, client management, operations, software, and more. Want to find out more? Go to scalespark.co slash action plan or shoot me an email at susan at scalespark.co to schedule a free call today. Next week, we're talking project management tech. I'll be talking to Marie Poulin and Layla Pomper, two of my favorite tech geeks, about project management software, specifically Notion and ClickUp. So if you've been hanging out there in the online ecosystem, hearing the hype about those tools and wondering if you should take the plunge, definitely hit subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss the episode. Break the Ceiling is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode was edited by Marty Seafeld with production assistance by Kristen Runvik.